Chippy Hopkins would one day become a Prime Minister. A short story written by Martin Anton Smith. The narrator. Me and Chippy Hopkins, who was my best friend, spent hours in the blazing sun. He, being red-haired and fair-skinned, would get horribly lobster-like sunburnt while I was merely lightly toasted. Not being red-haired, of course. We roared around on bicycles, climbed trees, and hunted eels. All typical small-town stuff. We were after-school part-time rebels, and would get up to a fair amount of various mischief, such as throwing rocks on our neighbour's roof, a.k.a. Principal Teasdale. Principal Teasdale was a typical old-fashioned type man, a firm disciplinarian, sometimes cruel and looked haggard, but commanded a certain amount of respect amongst the school kids. This, of course, was mostly out of fear. One incident stands out in my memory, and it involved our good old nemesis and, coincidentally, Chippy's next-door neighbour, Principal Teasdale. Our fear of him had made the prospect of playing a trick on him too divine to continue to resist. One day, Chippy Hopkins, who was definitely the more rebellious of us, decided to really upset Principal Teasdale. This time, instead of throwing tiny, insignificant small rocks, he climbed the roof and would pour a bag of manure down the chimney. This would be the trick to satiate our long-held, rebellious schoolboy desires. Chippy scaled the roof expertly, with the bag tied to his wrist via a cord. He was a great climber. We had practiced a lot of this, climbing trees, Chippy always beating me in height. I would look up at him and curse his ability to climb the spindly branches as if they were sturdy ladders. He edged closer and closer to the chimney, walking along the horizontal roof line. I had to desperately cover my mouth as to not laugh and give the whole game away. To Mr. Teasdale, who I could see via his open window. He was within earshot, reading the paper by the fire. I watched Chippy edge closer and closer to the chimney. Each creak of the tin was a minor heart attack for us both. After what seemed like an eternity... Chippy lifted the white manure bag, emptied it almost perfectly, apart from one bit of horse crap, which rolled down and into the gutter. There was a whoosh sound as the manure went down the chimney, followed swiftly by an aggressive yell from Mr. Teasdale, who then rushed outside to figure it all out. Chippy tried to scale down the roof to the tree, but in the excitement of the getaway, he lost his footing and rolled down the roof, off the roof, and landed on the hedge below, right in front of the furious Principal Teasdale. Chippy was half embedded in the hedge, with his face having small scratches over it. His overly long red hair tussled with sweat, and he looked like a wild creature, and his hair looked like a wild campfire. Chippy's little freckled face became twice as red as his eyes locked with Teasdale's. Teasdale grabbed him by the ear and Chippy squealed like a little piggy. 
Mr. Teasdale simply took him by the ear and into his house, not saying anything. The door slammed like a gunshot. Chippy spent the next seven hours cleaning manure out of his fireplace, amongst other chores such as mowing and raking leaves. I, like a coward, watched from the sidelines, feeling sorry for Chippy, but also in true shout-and-frauder fashion, happy it was him and not me in there, facing the wrath of Principal Teasdale. It so easily could have been me instead of Chippy. To this day, thirty years later, I can still hear Chippy Hopkins' loud wailing as he cried and cleaned up that manure in Teasdale's fireplace. I still hear Teasdale screaming at Chippy. You're a stupid boy, Chippy Hopkins, and you'll never amount to nothing. Now clean harder, dopey. After that, me and Chippy would still roar around on bikes, catch eels, and climb trees. But it wasn't quite the same as before, before the Teasdale incident. It didn't help when the kids at school found out about it either. They called Chippy Manure Boy. Chippy wasn't the same boy as before, and soon we drifted apart as friends. As we both became teenagers and young adults, life's changes took us to different schools, suburbs, and eventually different towns altogether. The last I heard of anything about Chippy Hopkins was when I was home on summer break from my freshman year when I ran into a mutual friend of ours, Billy Sanders. Billy told me that Chippy had gone overseas to follow his dreams. I'm writing you the story of my old friend Chippy Hopkins, because today my old memories of him were jogged. This morning I opened the newspaper and saw a headline in the World News section. It practically made me spit out my morning coffee. It read, Chippy Hopkins becomes Prime Minister of Small Nation of New Zealand. I wondered if the manure incident at Principal Teasdale's house was the root cause of Chippy becoming the Prime Minister in a little-known foreign land. Was that traumatic childhood event 30 years before in our hometown the seed that created Chippy Hopkins as a great leader of men? Or was it because he, like most who enter politics, had turned to the dark side and wanted payback on society? Was Chippy aiming delusionally to get back the power he had lost as one of the bullied children of the playground? Maybe one day, if I ever run into Chippy again, I'll ask him that very question. He was still the old Chippy I knew as a ten-year-old. Perhaps he would say, Well, you know what they say, Marty. Shit happens, and that's why I'm here. Somehow, I think he will put it like that. But you never know. You never know. He may not like be anything he was. I might be surprised if he is still the same Chippy Hopkins.
I hope you enjoyed my story of my old schoolboy best friend, Chippy Hopkins. And if you, are, if you are a citizen of that small foreign land he now runs, I hope that Chippy's personality eventually reverted back to what it was before I dared him to drop manure down Mr. Teasdale's chimney. If not, you could be in for some very deep horse manure type problems yourselves. And to Chippy, if you're reading this, I'm really sorry I dared you to do that. I hope after all these years you found it in your heart to forgive me. Good luck on running New Zealand. You'll need it. And I hope you're still the good guy I knew all those years ago. Your old childhood pal, Marty Myers. Thank you for listening. Tune in again sometime in the near future on a distant planet in another galaxy far, far away. Alternatively, you can listen here on Earth. If you're really crazy, that is. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah.